Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Jim. Thank you very much for, for taking time out. I know you're, you're parked there, so you're safe to talk to us uh, this morning. Oh, I am, of course. No problem at all. Louise, you are from the Dublin Institute of Education. And my question sure. to you this morning is, why is it that so many of us struggle with maths? Why are so many of us afraid of maths? Now, in recent exams, you'll be aware, girls seems to do, seem to do better than boys in maths. I suppose the question is, how can we improve on learning maths? Uh, do we need to rethink the way it's, it's, it's taught in schools? Well, I think, I think there's a, a lot of elements to it, Jim, to be honest. You know, I mean, there is a kind of a, a worldwide fear of maths. And I think that comes down to the, the heart of it in many ways, is that people do fundamentally struggle with maths from an early age. But I, I certainly think it's something that we can get around. A lot of it is psychological, a lot of it is attitude, um, a lot of it is like an unconscious bias, you know. I mean, my own kids come home and say, oh, maths is hard, or, or nobody likes maths. And I'm saying, well, why does nobody like maths? You know, maths isn't hard, certainly not hard at the level my lads are at, which is the lower end of primary school. It's not hard for them. Um, but it is just one of these things. Maths just has a bad rep, you know. It's not cool to be good at maths. And I, I certainly think it's something that we need to get on top of in terms of attitude. You know, I know in my school, and as you said, I'm in the Institute, and in my classroom I have a poster, and it's a, a quote from Zig Ziglar, and it's, it's that your, it's your attitude, not your aptitude, that will determine your altitude. Oh, and I think that's really important, not just in the world of maths, but in life in general, of course, is that, you know, our attitude towards things can can have a, a massive outcome. And with maths, I find a big thing is confidence. You know, I get students in and they say, oh, I was rubbish at maths in primary school, or I was rubbish at maths in junior cert. And I say, OK, well, let's let's just put that to bed. We've got a clean slate now. Let's start again. You know, and we kind of bring it all the way back to basics. Like the junior cert cycle is a complete subset of the leaving cert cycle. The primary school curriculum is a subset of the junior cert cycle. So everything that's, that's covered, you're going back over and you're building on and you're building on and you're building on. And if I get a student in front of me who says, oh, no, I'm rubbish at maths, I say, well, no, no, we're going to don't think like that. Come on. And, and we're going to get our heads around it. And confidence, confidence is key in terms of, as far as I'm concerned anyway. A lot of it, a lot of it is, uh, you know, has to be down to the way maths is taught, and from the teacher, the the teacher, him or herself. Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, and I mean, there's no, there's no one approach to teaching maths. There's no, of course, one teacher for the whole nation. So students, you know, I get students in, and some of them have had a very strong junior cert teacher and some of them maybe haven't or they slipped through the cracks or the teacher was out sick and, and there was a few things like that, particularly now with COVID. We're seeing a big hangover from COVID. But um, it is important for them to kind of get that out of their head, you know, just put that to bed. Okay, that was my past experience and now we're going to start afresh. The problem I think a lot of students have is they feel if they've missed the basics or they don't have a good handle on the basics, then they find it difficult pushing forward. Can you explain and, uh, to me? Can you explain to me how how it is the girls seem to do better in maths? Um, I don't have the statistics on that, Jim. But what, from my experience, from the, the mixed students I have sitting in front of me in the institute every day, is I have um, the girls are very good at following procedure. You know, they're kind of methodical. They'll they'll go through the steps. They'll get to the right answer. 
the lads like to skip steps and they'll often do stuff in their head and they'll make a mistake and they won't necessarily get to the right answer. So um, there's, a, there's a bit in that and I think that's just a, big, a, a kind of a gender difference, you know. The girls are very good at going step by step by step by step. The lads kind of jump around a little bit or they try to look for shortcuts or they'll do it in their head. Not all girls, not all boys, of course. I'm not making a, a massive generalisation, but in, in terms of looking at the students in front of me every day, that would be one observation. But what we do see as well, though, in, in the exam is, again, in my experience, is the girls tend to, if they look at a question and they're not sure what to do, they'll just do nothing. And that's a problem. And I'm constantly trying to push my female students beyond that fear. You know, they're afraid of doing the wrong thing. So they'll just choose to do nothing rather than give it a go. Whereas the guys are happy out to just give it a go and see what happens, you know. So um, it can we can get mixed results. Sometimes the boys come out better in terms of, say, class tests than the girls would. But it's just a constant kind of push to encourage the girls, come on, give it a go, do do something, write down something. Any any steps will get you some of the marks on the ladder. Well, there are many people listening this morning who will remember back their childhood. Louise, I'm in my mid-60s, and okay. when I think back on my childhood in school, right through primary, right into secondary, mm. I still get a chill down my spine. <laughs> uh, it, affected, oh. it affected my schooling in a large way, psychologically to this day as soon as the as soon as teacher mentioned arithmetic back in primary and he he used to emphasize arithmetic the wall went up and my brain went into shutdown for the half hour or whatever and that lives with me right up to today oh isn't that a pity jim well you know there has been a shift in the education system there's been a shift in the in the curriculum where they're trying to put a bigger emphasis on real-life applications. And I do think that is working with the students. You know, they can see now where this is used, why this is used. You know, you're talking about arithmetic there, but where do we really see arithmetic is in things like budgeting, working with numbers, working out percentages. You know, they want to work out what their income tax is. That's where we really use arithmetic. So once they can see the why, then they're more inclined to get on board with the how. That's that's what I find. And, uh, you know, oftentimes the course has changed since I started teaching. But and oftentimes you would get, oh, why do we have to learn this? When are we ever going to use When am I ever going to need this? So I'll always make a preemptive strike when I'm introducing a new topic. And I'll say, now, we're going to do this topic. Now, this is where it comes up. It's in the world of engineering or it's in the world of finance. Or you'll see it in economics and, and try to make them see the relevancy before they, they get into it. So try to get them on board a little bit from that point of view. At Junior Cycle, there's also now projects called CBAs and they have to take something and analyse it from a mathematical point of view, even at that young age. And that can be anything from from quite complicated to to quite, um, I won't say basic, but, you know, they, could, they might do things like, I'm going to do uh, my bedroom makeover. That was a famous example there a few years ago. And they would go off and they'd research you know, Ikea, I want a new bed. And they look at all these different shops and, and pick a new bed. And they'd sit down, they'd work out what their budget was and and put it all together in a project form. And so it's very much trying to make them see maths is everywhere. You know, it's all around us. And they are using it all the time. But we can, I can, I totally appreciate what you're saying there is that people just kind of get their backs up. You know, they go, oh God, math, I was terrible at math. I hated math. It was my worst subject. I dreaded it every day. 
And, and the more and more we can see that it's embedded in everyday life around us, or the students can see that it's everywhere around us, then I, I think they get on board with it much quicker. You know, and I can see that shift in them even. They're like, oh, OK, yeah, I get now why we do that. Whereas up until recent years, it was it was very much more just teaching them strategies and do this, do this, do this. If the question says this, then you do this. And the questions are even becoming a bit more abstract now. You know, they have to really understand the content now, not just know how to solve the equation. They have to know why they're solving that equation. That and makes a lot I of do sense. Think it's made a change uh, for students. You know, it's confidence and understanding and then, of course, practice. And practice is key with the math. They have to be able to practice, practice, practice. So as far but, as you're concerned, then, a, a, a holistic approach and a psychological approach to, to teaching maths. Absolutely, yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, as I said, to start, I'll have students come in and say, oh, I'm rubbish at maths, I was really bad at maths. And I say, well, just put that out of your head now. Get you see, back in my head. day, 150 years ago, maths, arithmetic, <laughs> call it whatever you want, it was bet yeah. into me. It was bet into us. I know, I know, yeah. Well, thankfully, that, that, that's certainly not the way anymore as far as, as far as I can see in the world of education. That's not the way it is anymore, thankfully. So we do, we do have a shift but uh, there is still, I mean, you know, if you say to say, a kid, will say, oh, I'm brutal at algebra, but then they'll give them a question soon, they'll do it, no bother. They just latch on to certain things. So, you know, I, I will um, I kind of not even mention the word algebra uh, and so far because they have already, as I say, have an unconscious <laughs> bias against it. They go, oh, algebra, that's hard. Calculus, that's hard. But once they get into it, they go, oh, actually, no, that, well, that was not that hard. Once they get their understanding, the understanding is key. You know, they have to know what they're doing and why. And uh, but they also have to have, have to have the attitude, and I think that's that's what we're saying there with the holistic approach. They have to get out of their heads. Now I use that phrase a lot with my students in school. They have to get out of their heads um, and and stop thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this question. They need to shift that mindset to I can I can do this. Maybe maybe I can't do it all. Maybe I won't get the, the full answer, but I can absolutely give it a go. I can I can make a good stab at it here. So uh, yeah, I, I think definitely. As you say, a holistic approach, you know, a, a mind shift, you know, let, let's get away from this idea that maths is hard and, 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 and you're going to struggle with maths and maths is going to be the hardest thing you do in school. And, and let's see it for what it is, which is just around us every day. It gets used every day. There's maths everywhere. Yeah. And it's just another language to learn, really. Because if a student or a, or a pupil gets to the stage where that psychological wall is starting to build, it's harder for you, for any teacher, to penetrate that wall and, and, and to get through in, in, in simple terms. It's impossible nearly at times, you know. And as I say, I, I have had that. I've had that many, many times. And students say, no, I just can't do this. And I say, well, you, you haven't tried yet. Like, you can do it. You're just not there yet. So come on now. Pick up the pen and do it. And it's, it's line by line as well, little by little. You know, I love the phrase, how do you eat an elephant at one bite at a time? And it's the same with learning math. If you stand back and you look at the math course, particularly if you're going into Leave Insert, you know, I'd have a lot there in the Institute doing Leave Insert higher level. And it's a huge course. And they get overwhelmed very, very quickly. And I say, no, you don't have to learn this whole course today. But we have to just learn this little concept today. And then tomorrow we're going to practice it. And then the next day we're going to practice it again. But we're going to look at it from a different angle or we're going to do a slightly harder question. But it's, it's constantly, the confidence, confidence, confidence is key. And I see it the second they come in the door to me, you know. Within a few days I get a very good handle on them. And I can see who's willing to give it a go, 
who'll sit and wait for me to do it or to show them how to do it. And then they're the ones I have to kind of just push, push the little stones down the hill and eventually it'll roll. You know, it'll eventually roll down the hill. But they just need that little push to get over this psychological, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this, so I'm just not even going to try. So it requires great patience on your part and belief in the student. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it has to be both. And the the student has to be willing. That's a big thing. You know, I I often say as well, uh, it's it's like somebody trying to lose weight. They're not going to do, you can't force somebody to lose weight or to quit smoking or to change a habit. You know, they have to want it. They have to want to do it. So if I get a student in and they're just not into it and they, they, you know, maybe they'll just say, no, look, this isn't for me. But if they want it and they have to believe in themselves and then that's where the change comes for sure. You know, once they're on board with, okay, I can actually do this. Okay. And they start to see improvements and they start to need less and less help with a question or they start to like, you know, get into a question. They might then get three quarters of the way through the question before they need to ask for any help as opposed to getting stuck at the start. Then, as I say, once you get that little pebble going down the hill, it'll start to roll. And eventually, hopefully, by the exams, then you get a little boulder rolling down the hill, you know. Lovely to talk to you. Can I ask you just one quick last question before I let you go? Of course. Leaving cert results out in the next few days, next week. Yes. Um, what would be your advice to students who maybe don't do so well in maths next week? Uh, you just have to look at the big picture. You know, I mean, it, it depends on what their expectation was and what they wanted. You know, if it's something that that caused them to lose a college place or something, then of course that's very disappointing. But there's always alternatives. You know, when I did the Leaving Cert, there, there was much fewer college places. And, and if you didn't get your place, it really was very disappointing. Whereas now there's there's lots of different ways into the course that you, that you might want. If you didn't get the course, maybe maybe there's a bigger reason. You know, we don't know. But what I would say is is don't be, it's not the end of the world, for sure. Don't let it get you down. Head up. Um, go in and look at the exam. You have the right to go in and look at your exam paper. Make sure that it was corrected and you're satisfied with the way it was corrected um, and and just you know head up and move on really is the bottom line you can't change the past um, I'm sure you gave it your all and if you're a bit disappointed then I understand that can be hard but but just keep looking ahead you have to keep looking forward you can't dwell on the past Thank you very much indeed that was Louise Boylan there thank you very much indeed Thank you Jim Good day Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat News and your views Alan Corcoran